This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Well, a happy Friday to you. What's up? Welcome in. My name is Mike Wicket. Busy show today. Kira, get ready because we're talking about OJ Simpson and urinals later on in the show. Going to be very, it's one of those Fridays. Coming up later on tonight, the first between the Chicago Cubs and the Toronto Blue Jays. Off last week, I'll explain why. And if you're into hearing a guy on the radio talk about family drama, like like little mini crises, stick around. But biggest news in the state in the offseason, we've all kind of been waiting for shoes to drop in Iowa City and in Ames. And it has to do with the football program and actually seemingly a lot of sports at Iowa and Iowa State. We're going to focus on the clones. And Connor Ferguson is our first guest joining us today from CycloneFanatic.com. Connor, really appreciate the time. Um, I'm guessing you guys are pretty busy these days. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me, Mike. I can tell by the uh, intro we're going to get along great. <laughs> I love that lead-in, man. I'm, I'm sitting here cracking up, trying not to laugh too hard. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so August is uh, really funny to me. My two full-time jobs are uh, racing and Iowa State Athletics. So you get into August, and I'm basically living out of a camper in Knoxville for 10 days, and I got everybody is texting me, asking me questions about Iowa State stuff, whether there are other people in the industry or some of my friends that just want to know what's going on. And I'm like, man, call me the day after Nationals ends. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you everything, everything I know. Well, I'm glad I could sneak you in or get you in here before, uh, Absolutely. you know. I, I always try to make time for everybody. You know, you know what I mean? Well, it, listen, you guys at CycloneFanatic.com work really hard year-round. Football, basketball, soak up most of your time, obviously. And when you have a story like this, and I, obviously you focus on the clones, but it also bleeds over to your brothers over in Iowa City. I don't know if there's been a sports story in the state from a negative aspect that has encompassed the entire college football fandom that we have here in the state of Iowa, like this sports betting story. It's it's so unique because obviously, and, and anyone can see this, but no one can really tell you why. Um, but it, 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 the investigation happened in the state of Iowa and, and targeted Iowa State and Iowa players, and for some reason didn't target you and I players. Um, you can fill in the blanks as you will. Uh, but it's not happening anywhere else in any other state. And the results of this investigation, I truly believe we're going to see other states investigate this. I don't think we'll see it in an SEC state like Alabama or something like that or Georgia, but this could lead down the road to where we're talking about stories similar to this at many other states. I, I just think there's too much of it going on that to think that it isn't happening at every program in the country is a bit naive to me. So I, I really think this might actually launch you know investigations elsewhere and kind of start this whole thing of like when, when the sports gambling stuff all got legalized and, and a ton of states are overturning it and stuff like that. Um, I, I really think this will, will lead into something that down the line, you know, we're looking at 
seven, eight states investigating stuff like this. Talking to Connor Ferguson, CycloneFanatic.com. I'm Mike Wicked here on ESPN Des Moines. I think one of the things that is the most surprising to me is when I look at Hunter Deckers, 366 wagers. Jirel Brock, 1,327 wagers. Uh, Deshaun Hanukkah, 288 wagers. This is a lot. Like, this isn't oh one or 2. We're talking about hundreds and thousands of bets being made by guys who are mostly underage. That, to me, is one of the most sheerly shocking details in all of this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, the thing that stuck out to me, um, was in, I'm not even sure what goes into it, and, and it picks my brain. I have this weirdly dumb brain that if I can't figure out what the reason is of something happening, I'm sitting there thinking about it, and it, it just picks up my brain that I can't figure out why this is like this, and I need to get to the bottom of it, even though I have no way of doing that. Uh, but like Isaiah Lee on his criminal complaint on the court filing, they, they didn't really list a ton of specific games for everybody. And I'm not sure if they listed one um, to show something in the criminal complaint or something like that. But it points out for Isaiah Lee that he bet for Iowa State to lose to Texas in a game that he played in, uh, in the one 30 to seven. Uh, he had one tackle in the game, but it, you know, after that, it's like your reputation in the state of Iowa is just in tank. You I don't know, he, know if Isaiah Lee is, you know, if guilty, these guys lose all their eligibility and they never play again. But let's say somehow Isaiah Lee skirts by and has eligibility left. What is the look on everybody's face the next time Isaiah Lee walks in that locker room? and looks his brothers in the eye that he bet on to lose. Right, and I, I have no confirmation on, on this or anything, uh, but as far as uh, seeing I was, or seeing uh, Isaiah Lee in uh, Jack Trice Stadium um, anytime soon, no. I, I would think he'd be wearing the uniform of a different team. Yeah, yeah. You're, so, I mean, he's got to... If he somehow skirts the ruling from the Gaming Commission and the NCAA... Yeah, he's, he's done in, in Ames 100% for sure. You know, we heard Matt Campbell the other day talk about, you know, say all the right things. You know, I, I respect journalists like yourself, Connor. I respect you guys trying to do your job. I can't comment on it. But in my mind, like, I've been around this for a long time. I've heard coaches say things, and I know what they're actually thinking. He didn't let a lot of guys talk, A, because he didn't want the, the, the wrong guys to say the words Hunter Deckers. And he also had to know had to know there were more names popping up from the Iowa State locker room that we've just found out about late yesterday, like his RB1 in Jirel Brock. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, and I got to give credit to this, to one of my buddies, uh, Alex, but um, it, it doesn't take the highest IQ fan to know uh, when a select group of players uh, aren't being featured in any of your practice content, any of your summer content, stuff like that. Um, and, and he's texting me about it. Like, yeah, this guy hasn't shown up. This guy's not at this camp. Uh, and people notice, you know, they, Iowa State knew um, who these players were, and they've been prepping the whole offseason um, since the investigation come out came out. Um, I'm not – sure what the timeline was after that uh, getting the process going of 
what to do and, and how to react, but they've known about this. It's not like this just jumped into their laps uh, this week and we have to change how, how they're practicing and stuff like that. They've known about this. They're going to have a young team. I think it should be somewhat, you know, it, it's an overall, it's a negative, but it excites me because of the uh, young players um, coming through to Iowa State. And I just started covering recruiting for Cyclone Fanatic at the right before the, uh, I want to say the end of 2021. Um, so a lot of the, I know a lot of these guys. I'm really excited to see them uh, put it up and uh, prove it on the field and uh, see what these young guys can do. I mean, this is a team that went four and eight last year. I mean, this was not a really good Iowa State team. It was the down year, you know, after Brock Purdy left and they were breaking in a new quarterback like they were in Deckers. Now you're going to go into the year after four and eight when people might actually start questioning how good of a coach Matt Campbell actually is without your quarterback, without an offensive lineman, without your number one running back, without this, without that. I mean, we're talking about four, five, maybe six potential starters off of a team that needed to make a, a you know an improvement in 2023. Yeah, I like that you put that number up to six because we really don't know what uh, Dodge Saucer uh, would have brought to the offensive line. Obviously, he's he's been uh, removed from the program now. Um, but with Ryan Clan, you know his philosophy is like I'm I'm going to go find five the five best guys and we're going to teach them how to play every position. And uh, that's that's just how he coaches. Um, some people don't believe in that, but. It's uh, he's he really excites me, and as does the young team. And and I know you brought up uh, four and eight. They they had that weird deal last year where he he just it seemed like he can't finish games. Um, not to lean into you know the potential point shaving or anything like that. Oh, I imagine because there were they lost a lot of games in that fourth quarter. Bad turnovers, yeah. late, sloppy, controllable plays. I saw blue chips. I know what was going on. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, and we'll never truly know no. um, who was or not. And I'm I just I'm saying this kind of for me, but I, I truly am not trying to say that I think or assume anyone from Iowa State was point shaving uh, or anything like that. And um, some some of the numbers um, are kind of staggering. Like between Isaiah Lee uh, had 115 bets for 800 bucks, uh, and Zyrell had, as you said, like 1300 for 12,000. Yeah. And it, it, it's staggering to me how different it is. You know, I, I walked through the office, and uh, if you're just joining us here on ESPN Des Moines, my name is Mike Wickett. This is Wickett's, uh, Wickett's World, talking about the Iowa State side of the sports betting scandal going on with Connor Ferguson, CycloneFanatic.com. You know, I walked through our, our office here, and there's Iowa fans and Iowa State fans, and I talked to some of my, my buddies, and they're like, where does the money come from? Like, where does Jirel Brock get $12,000 to make 1,300 bets? Is that NIL or do these guys have money? Because it doesn't seem like every college kid has thirteen thousand dollars to go out and bet with. Well, so the way the way it's set up in the criminal complaint, it, it's like if you or me put in, you know, a few ten dollar bets, um, and maybe he was good at it, maybe he was, he was wanting stuff, but it, the money is including all the promotions they did. So if you if you did like uh, if DraftKings is a hypothetical, complete hypothetical, nothing true about this. Um, but if DraftKings put out like a $500 promo for signing up and you put 25 bucks and they give you $500 to bet with for free, that's all totaled together. And all the money he just placed on bets like that uh, with promotions included is all totaled together. So that could be um, quick math in my head, like 12 bucks a bet or something like that. 
um, on average. So it, it's all money totaled uh, together at the end. Um, it's not necessarily they put $12,000 into account mm-hmm. and then bet record. Man, I need to find out who Jirel ba- Brock has been betting on because if he turned all that money into twelve grand, that's pretty good. I'm just saying. Where does this team go from here? Because Matt Campbell, again, when I listen to him talk, he says all the right things. He's Matt Campbell's really good about saying absolutely nothing when he speaks, but he fills up a, a 90-second soundbite. But inside, looking at this team, where do they go from here? Well, you know, I think uh, in, in Matt's, gotten harped on this, uh, especially recently after the 4-8 and eight season in, in, in this, uh, but he always preaches culture. You just always hear him talk about it. I, I think I, I think this makes Iowa State tighter. You know, the guys in the locker room that are like, hey, we had a guy on the defensive line bet against us in a game we played in. And I'm assuming no one in that locker room knew about it. Uh, but if, I, you know, if you thought that and you're sitting there with 85 of what you thought were your closest friends, and now it's 79. Well, just get tighter. Um, and at that point, you know, I, I think it might bring these guys closer together, honestly. Do they fear or are they in jeopardy of losing scholarships or anything along those lines? Or is this strictly, to your knowledge, Connor, individual punishments, loss of eligibility, and, and everything that can just go to each player? I'm not sure about um the potential of that from what i can kind of uh take away from it is the ncaa has these rules that they put together and put in place uh, i believe in wake of this investigation and the results of it but it sounds like it is very player focused it's very individual focused and any uh wazariques uh lawyer um and, and sorry that might not be the journalistic way to say that but uh, he put out a, a statement that really intrigued me, um, pointing out uh, the geofence that they put in Ames and in Iowa City and how it targeted players from a certain sport and how that could corrupt the entire uh, investigation from the criminal side of things. Whether that impacts the NCAA stuff, I, I don't think it will, um, but I also don't necessarily believe the NCAA is going to penalize the program uh, for this. I, I think this is going to be a individual focus type of deal. Connor, I know you're hanging out at uh, the Knoxville Nationals, and it seems like it's happier times than what's going on in Ames. <laughs> what can Iowans expect right now? Yeah, I, man, I, I love uh, this dang race, um, and I'm not saying this. I, I'm going to come off as biased or something like that. <laughs> we, uh, check out Always Race down on YouTube. Look up uh, the Max Pappas video. Uh, P-A-P-I-S is how you spell his last name. Um, it's a top five motorsports race in the world. It's the Daytona 500, the Indy 500, and the Knoxville Nationals. Those are the three biggest, and we got it right here in our backyard. Um, I, you know, people go to the fair. One of my right-hand dudes uh, comes down and covers prelim nights and, and goes in, uh, up at 5 o'clock in the morning uh, every day and, and goes back and works at the fair with his family on Friday and Saturday. And I hate not having him down here, but I love that that's what he loves to do, and that's what he loves um, to go kind of contribute to. And I tell people that want to go to the fair, come down to Knoxville Nationals, man. You're going to see some amazing racing, some amazing stories. Um, and it is truly just a party of 30,000 of your closest friends that you haven't met before 
and 3,000 people that fly in from Australia to see this race because of how big the sport is down there. Um, it, it's, it's a magical, magical uh, event, and like these four days are truly my favorite four days of the year. You can follow Connor on Twitter, or X, as it's called now, at CF... <laughs> CF Chang's nine. He can read his. You would not believe how many Connor Fergusons there are on Twitter. I don't realize how many Connor Fergusons there are, but if you have uh, an interest in the Cyclones and racing, and uh, you can always follow him and his motorsports work at Always Race Day on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. It's the Sears Tower. Uh, you can follow Connor on his own. CF Chang's nine and CycloneFanatic.com. Connor, thank you for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. This is one of the more fun radio hits I've ever done. So oh. once we, if we ever get a, if we ever get a, a good light story, I right. can't wait to hear what that sounds like. <laughs> hey, maybe if they beat Iowa, we'll uh, we'll get you back on to celebrate that. How's that? I'll, I'll come on as late as you want me to that night. Later the better. <laughs> Take care, Connor. Thanks again. Thank you, Connor Ferguson, CycloneFanatic.com on Twitter at CF Chang's Nine. <laughs> Uh, that was the Iowa State side of this gambling scandal that is going on. We're going to highlight some of the stuff that is coming out. And some of the numbers are even bigger out of Iowa City. We'll hit the Hawks next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. One zero two one FM and thirteen fifty ESPN Des Moines. My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World coming up tonight. Cubs and Jays game one from Toronto. Have all three games for you, of course, this weekend here on ESPN Des Moines. Hello, if you are in town for the Iowa State Fair. Reminder to people from Blackhawk County and Floyd County. We drive fast on the left. All right. Yes, we drive fast on the left lane here in uh, in Des Moines. So just either. Either put your foot down or just kind of slide over. So we, you know, we have to warn. There's 90 counties that have no idea what to do around here. So welcome to the fair. I love you, small town Iowa. Just put your foot on the gas and go or get out the way. So I will get to, uh, I know you're really looking forward to the two stories we've got coming up in a bit here, Kira. OJ Simpson and urinals. We'll get to that coming up. My thanks again to Connor Ferguson for joining us from CycloneFanatic.com. I will repeat what I said to him in the onset. If you missed that interview, it'll be up at ESPNDesMoines.com. I will repeat what I said in the onset of that interview. I can't remember a story that Iowa fan and Iowa State fan are both looking at and thinking, whoa, like, take a deep breath. Because the scale of this is ridiculous. I think it affects the 2023 season for Iowa State more than Iowa because of Hunter Eckers and Jirel Brock and some others than it does. But if you look at the Iowa side of this, it's bad too. And for both schools, this isn't just a football thing. I mean, Iowa State's got football players and a wrestler and some others that are involved in this. This is what we know so far. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven football players and Pinero Johnson, the wrestler, who placed 1,200 online wagers, and 25 of those were on Iowa State sporting events. I was off last week when the Hunter Deckers news broke, and we knew about a couple others. We knew about Pinero Johnson, and we knew about the Iowa kicker. I think that's what we knew 
I had a family emergency pop up last minute, couldn't make it to the show. I am just got see, I want to play both sides of this, and that's not what you're supposed to do in sports radio. You're supposed to have an opinion, you're supposed to stick with it. It's supposed to be the only answer. You cannot have any other opinion. But I understand there's a lot of different sides and angles to this. Imagine being a 20-year-old with money, all right? Whether that's NIL money or whatever, you have your own money. Imagine being 20, and let's say somebody hands you a $5,000 check because you're, hi, I'm Mike Wicket for such and such Ford in blah, 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 Iowa. That's an endorsement. That's what NIL allows you to do. You love sports. You love competing. You have a phone in your hand. What do you? The NFL season's going on. College football season's going on. College basketball season is going on. You see ads on TV that are hitting you for DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM and Caesars and Betfred and all of them, right? You're 19 years old. You grab your phone. Even though you were told don't do it. Even though you were told don't do it. You're like, I can make a bet. You know, I'm, let's see here. How old am I? Oh, I'm 21. Or in the case of Hunter Deckers, allegedly, your parents' name is on the betting slip. Allegedly. I was an idiot at 19. I'm not the smartest 42-year-old, all right? But I was an idiot at 19. But man, like I said, I see the other side of this. And from the student aspect, it's like I they're tempted. It's like the, the, the forbidden fruit is right there. You can make a little bit of money. The you one lo- ring. The What's that? The one ring. Yes. <laughs> the one ring to, to conquer them all. <laughs> you can bet on Oklahoma and USC. You can bet on the Knicks and the Lakers. You can bet on this. All you got to do is pick up your phone and make it. Re- like, I could bet on a bunch of stuff as I'm talking to you right now. What drives me insane is the fact that, like, these betting companies, whichever they used, I didn't realize this, but our guest talked about how they literally geofenced the universities to, like, push ads. Yeah. To these people, to to young people, to people with you know a little extra income, people who are young who are going to be like, oh, you know what I'm, but but twenty two, twenty three is still oh, it's okay to bet on sports if you're a twenty two year old student. It's not okay if you're a twenty one year old athlete exactly to bet on not just your own school, <laughs> but your own team. It's I I don't mean this. It, in, in the way it's going to sound, but how dumb do you have to be to bet on your own team? Against your own team. Isaiah Lee did that. He took the money line, the Texas money line, which if you are unfamiliar with betting means there's no point spread involved. It's just a winner and a loser. And he took Texas against Iowa State in November of 2021. That was Brock Purdy's last year. He took Texas to beat Iowa State, and he plays defensive line for Iowa State. I I just, it's unreal. Now, here's the other thing, too. You may not know this. If you are a college athlete, you cannot place a bet on a professional game that has a college championship equivalent, a.k.a., If you're the quarterback for Iowa, Cade McNamara is the new quarterback for Iowa. He's of age to bet. He cannot place a bet on an NFL game because there is a college football championship equivalent. Whether you like the rule or you don't like the rule, 
That is the rule. Because there is a college basketball championship, the quarterback for Iowa State or the quarterback for Ohio State or the quarterback for Alabama is not technically allowed to place a bet on a Knicks-Lakers game because there's a college basketball equivalent in a championship game. Really, you can bet on UFC because there's no college octagon fighting. There's a couple other sports that are in there, I'm sure. But that's not fun. You know, you, you, you watch the football games like I do. We're all sitting around watching NFL football. I remember being young, having some beers at 20, 21, 19. On Sundays, dudes are hanging out. Let's crack some beers. We were of age. We weren't. But we would watch football. That's what we would do. I do it at 42. It's just me and my kids now. It's a lot different than it used to be. But you're, you're sitting there. You're having some beers. You're like, I'm going to bet on this game. Who's going to find out? Who could possibly find out? One, probably doesn't get caught. Two, doesn't get caught. But if you're Jirel Brock and you made 1,327 wagers, betting on Iowa State basketball games 13 times, Jirel Brock bet on two Iowa State football games that he played in. That he played in, including the Cyhawk game last year and last year's Kansas State game. Again, I understand the temptation is there, and maybe you're being set up for a failure, but you got to know better. And I'm not saying that five, bet, five bets over a season is okay, because it's not. If you're underage, you don't bet. But 1,327 wagers, 13 times you bet on Iowa State, something has to go off in your head because they gave you a manual, and I guarantee either Matt Campbell told you or somebody in the Iowa State program told you, don't bet on our school. Don't bet on, on our school. I think, and I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the rules, and I'm not sure. If you're 21, can they bet on other college games? I don't know. I'm not sure. You cannot bet on your own team. You cannot bet on your own school. You cannot bet on the professional equivalent. It's it's very, very strange. I was no, you know, got a, doesn't have any angels in this either. Aaron Bloom, a kicker, placed 170 wagers while he was underage. He used mom and dad as cover. Whether or not they knew <laughs> they were being used as cover, I don't know. Garrett Christensen played baseball at Iowa. 559 wagers, 2400 bucks. Arlen Bruce is the big name. Good player. Gone now to Oklahoma State. Accused of placing 132 bets while underage, including 19 on Iowa football games. 19. The Iowa wide receiver is accused of betting on his team 19 times. He's accused of betting the under in two games last year. Which, by the way, betting the under in Iowa football games, usually pretty safe. Usually pretty good. But he bet the under in the Iowa Northwestern game where he had two catches for 19 yards. He bet, uh, again, the, in the game against Kentucky. He bet the under. He did not play in that game. He has since transferred to Oklahoma State. If he's found guilty, which looks pretty, pretty guilty, uh, he'll never play college football again. At least not at the uh, NCAA level. I don't know what the rules are for 
any level below the NCAA. Harry Reggie Bracy, 66 bets, 715 bucks under the age of 21. He's at Troy now. Jack Johnson, 380 bets, over 1,800 bucks before he turned 21. 11 of those were on Iowa basketball games and four on Iowa football games. He's still a member of the team. And then there was a student manager named Owen O'Brien. He's accused of betting 350 times, $3,000 worth under the age of 21. It's, again, it's hard to tell young people, think straight all the time. Because you're 19, you're 20, you're 21, you're competitive. You've got a little bit of money now because of NIL, or maybe you had money from your you know non-collegiate life or whatever, because you can't have a job. But it's hard to tell them as they're being blasted in the face with DraftKings ads and FanDuel ads and Caesars ads. And there's Jamie Foxx telling you how great it is. And there's Jay Smoove telling you how great it is. And there's everybody for DraftKings and FanDuel and all these other sites saying, hey, spend $10. If your team hits a three-pointer, you win $1,000 in free bets. We'll refund your money if you lose. I know how all of them work. I've signed up for them just to see what they are about. I'm not a big betting guy because I'm not very good at it. I usually stick to fantasy football and suck at that and the bracket challenge, and I suck at that. You would think I would know something about it with this job, but I don't. So I am just, I mean, I don't want to say I'm shocked and appalled because I'm not shocked and appalled by anything anymore. But it is still just a little surprising that these kids, these young people, young people who are 18, 19, 20 years old, Made, made such a large amount of decisions, bad decisions, made so many bad choices to go ahead and make these bets. Because if you're Hunter Deckers, think about this. I know we got to get to a break. Back to Iowa State. If you're Hunter Deckers, he was supposed to be the starter, right, for Iowa State this year. If you're Hunter Deckers, you have just kissed your entire possible professional career, goodbye. Adios. This is a guy who's going to come in and be the starter for Iowa State this year. Sophomore, redshirt junior, one of the two. I can't remember what year he was. Doesn't matter. He's done. You just kissed it all goodbye so you could bet on sports. I know it's an addiction. Just like gambling is, just like drinking is, just like drugs can be. I, I get it. I get that they are. It is addicting. Man, oh, man. And I go back to something Connor said, too. These aren't the only two schools with athletes who are doing it. Every school has it. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn. Everybody could use an investigation like this. Everybody could have a gaming commission. Everybody could have the NCAA look into this, and their rosters would get decimated. Stories would pop up like this in Tuscaloosa and Columbus, everywhere across the country. Oregon. Because it's not just an Iowa thing. It's not just an Iowa State thing. It's prevalent all over in college football. And right now, Iowa and Iowa State football players are the poster boys for all of this. All right. We are going to get to the story, Kira, that I know you're excited for. Urinals. The most sophisticated urinals in football history come from Jacksonville. I'll explain why next. 
Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. What's up? My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. I told you we were going to get to the biggest story about urinals you've ever heard, but Kira, you have a question. I do. So I am so hung up on the fact that these people made like 1,300 That's just one dude. Bets. That's just uh, Jirel Brock, the uh, running back for Iowa State. And 1,300 we mentioned, wages. We mentioned the wrestler. What's that number? 1,283? 1,283 for Panero Johnson, an Iowa State wrestler, yeah. So like, how... How easy is it for you to just like go in? Because like, how do you? You've never you made a bet on the phone, point? is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, so start the clock. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll just I'll start just the watch. Clock. I'll just I'll watch. pull out my phone, open up DraftKings, thumbprint, log in. I'll go to NFL. I'll bet on a game tonight. See here, uh, Texans, uh, Lions, Chiefs, opening opening night. Chiefs minus six. Put my five bucks on. Hit enter. Confirmed. 25 seconds. That is how you get 1,327 wagers. Okay, but what I can also do is just load up every game. Bang, 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 bang. I can take money lines. I can just pick winners. Boom, boom, boom. I want the Chiefs. I want the Packers, I want the Dolphins, I want the Bears, I want the Ravens. And you can put five bets in a row and have five on each of them. Only slightly more time. That's how you rack up. I mean, and, and on a college football Saturday, there's 60 games, 70 games that you can bet on, if not more. Mm-hmm. College basketball. I mean, you can bet every NFL game in that 16 games. You can bet NFL halves. You can bet... Will Patrick Mahomes have over 325 yards passing that game? Man. Who scores the first? That you, I mean, with the props and the things you can do and the different options that you have in, inside every game, you can load up your parlays, you can load up your teasers, you can do all those things in less than a minute. The career-ending possibilities are endless. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> Which is so true because if these guys are busted, they're done. And... This all sounds pretty damning. I mean, everything you read, unless there's going to be some technical lawyery loophole, like they're being unfairly targeted by geofencing from the betting sites, which I don't think that's ever going to hold up in court because you can't geofence into Hunter Decker's apartment or into Jirel Brock's apartment or his dorm or wherever these guys live. You can't do that. But you can do it around Ames or Iowa City or Des Moines because obviously... If you're trying, there's, you know, we've had sports betting in Iowa for a while. We were one of the first. And if you're going to target where the money is, with all due respect to our friends who are here from Blackhawk County, you're not targeting Blackhawk County. You're targeting where the population is the most dense. Polk County and the surrounding here in central Iowa. Story County, surrounding in Ames. Go to the Quad Cities. Go to Cedar Rapids. That's where you're going to target if you have to strategically place your geofencing and your advertising dollars and all of that. You have to make sure you're going to the place where the people are. Because Des Moines County has like 18 people in it down in the southeastern part of the state. 
Whereas there's a million in Des Moines, in the metro. So they're they're not, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not sure what the defense on this is going to be, but it doesn't look too good. It does not look too good. All right, let's get to this story. I didn't think I'd be coming on the air and talking about urinals, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's get <laughs> let's get the uh, the conversation to a new low, shall we? The toilets at the Jaguars' new $120 million facility have a new feature. Now, when I first saw this, I was like, is this for drug testing? No. This is for hydration, okay? So Scott Hansen, who has maybe the best job in all of the world of football, he's the host of NFL Red Zone. Who, by the way, if you did not know, he goes eight straight hours and doesn't use the bathroom. I don't know how you do that, especially at his age. <laughs> I can't go eight hours without peeing. Are you kidding me? I'm 42. I might go eight times during that eight-hour stretch, okay? But the man doesn't. He famously does not. I don't think he's done it in his however long he's been hosting Red Zone. But he was at the new facility. And he posted this video. Here's what it sounded like from inside a bathroom at the Jacksonville Jaguars new practice facility. You're about to see the most advanced urinals in all of professional sports. Jacksonville Jaguars headquarters. All right. That's a sensor that will measure your hydration level. If the light turns green when you go, you're good. If it's yellow, you need to hydrate some more. If it's red, you're probably going to get a notice from the athletic trainers and maybe have an IV. Which, listen, if you are trying to keep your guys on the field, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. So nope. again, if you, if you could not hear, there's this little sensor. It's about the square or whatever, and guys stand up and you go. And if it's green, you're fine. You're hydrated properly. If it's yellow, you got to hydrate some more. Maybe hit a Gatorade, a bottle of water, whatever, before you get back out there. And if it's red, uh, I imagine it says you're going to get a notice from the athletic trainers. Does that mean that? No. Does, does that mean that these <laughs> things are connected to somebody's? I hate that tablet. I hate that so much. Why? Why? I don't need. If I'm in a anywhere, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't need. Our, our wonderful GM, for example. Yeah, do we, we need them? We don't need to be make sure we're hydrated here. I don't need any authority figure in my life knowing how hydrated I am through a sensor in the toilet. But, but, <laughs> Kira, here's the difference between you and NFL players. Dehydrated players collapse. Dehydrated players can't get on the field. Dehydrated players cannot get better, and the team cannot get better. They're spending millions of dollars on Justin Herbert, their quarterback, or... Uh, Calvin Ridley, they they acquired their number one wide receiver. They need those guys at peak levels. Peak levels athletically, peak levels vitamin-wise, peak level hydration-wise. Mm. So this is brilliant. I was thinking, man. Do now, you I don't, want one in your house I like don't, it? <laughs> I don't go to the bar as much as I used to, all right? The three kids that I've got have kept me home, and it's fine. It's probably for the best. I was at a bar a lot when, in my younger days, all right? I'm 42. Three kids. I'm at home. I don't know the last time I actually went to just a bar to drink. Mm. I'm trying to think of the last time I did that. Like, not like I've been to the bar at the casino at Prairie Meadows 
or a restaurant and like, oh, let's get a drink before a table. Like I've done that or a restaurant and they just bring you a drink. But like, I like a good shot in a beer bar. That's my kind of joint. All right. Give me a Telemore do. All right. And you know, a Miller high life. Mm. When I was younger, I lived in Milwaukee and there was a bar. I think it was called the nomad and you would walk into the nomad and I don't approve of some of this, but for $5, it would give you a can of high life, a shot of Telemore do and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. Since that special was a thing, but it was five bucks. You, you know, you felt good after that. You're ready to go. It's like kickstarted the night. This is back when I smoked. It's been nine years since I've smoked last, but it was a, it was a beer, a shot of whiskey, and a smoke. And you're good to go. What else did you need? <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't smoke, if you don't smoke, you wouldn't even want that part. But still, a, a can of beer and a shot for five bucks is still pretty good. I don't know if you can do that anymore. I don't know if inflation has taken that away. But shot and a beer for five bucks, and then you get a Camel Light with it? Like, it, wasn't, it, was, it was pretty good. I wouldn't want that part now, but it was pretty good. <laughs> so, so that's, what were we talking? Oh, hydration levels. <laughs> okay, so, but imagine, I mean, obviously it's different for you and for me, Kira, but if I were to go into a urinal, and let's say it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I've been at the bar for a while, and you look down, and that thing is yellow teetering on red. You're like, maybe I should mix in a water. Because one of my weaknesses was I never stopped to have a water that was all... Ask my wife. If she's listening right now, she is screaming. At, Finally, you recognize that, Wicket. But if, you know, you look at that thing, you're like, oh, that thing's yellow. Oh, that thing... I haven't had a water in 12 hours. I may as well go have one. Thank you, sensor. Thank you for keeping me hydrated. So I think this is a great idea. I love the idea of these sensors inside the urinals at the Jaguars facility. Coming up next. So Henry Ruggs got sentenced. You remember Henry Ruggs? He was one that drives the, that drove the car 156 miles an hour down a street in Vegas and killed a woman and her dog. He's got his sentence. Tell you what it is. OJ Simpson has a problem with the man getting too light of a sentence. OJ. That's next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. All right, so real quick, you're watching on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Hello. Uh, you'll see it's Jersey Friday. I'm rocking the Charles Woodson Green Bay Packers jersey today. Kira, you forgot to wear a jersey. You wore your one two weeks ago. It It's sports related. What is that? Uh, the Anchor? S- Seattle Kraken. Okay. All right. Seattle Kraken. We'll go with that. I've been on my phone constantly on the show today, and I apologize. Um, I got word. So the show started at noon, and I got word at 1140 that my minivan would not start. Dead battery. My nanny has to go pick up my daughter using our minivan at noon. My wife works for KIOA here in the building, 
She's broadcasting at the fair. I'm here. It's 1140. I've got to get on the air. So one of the women from one of the other morning shows went to go get my daughter. And then one of our sales guys, shout out to Alex in Ames. Alex drove all the way out to West Des Moines to go jumpstart my minivan. So it's ready for the... I'm like, I didn't make it in last week. Why didn't I make it in last week? Oh, uh, my, my nanny's boyfriend had a seizure overnight. So I, we, I missed last week's show last minute because they were in the emergency room because my, my nanny's boyfriend had a seizure. And I'm like, what is going on around here? And then today with dead battery, baby out in, or my daughter out at school in Ankeny. <sighs> but we're here. We're having fun. All right. We just talked about urinals for 15 minutes, which is great. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Henry Ruggs got sentenced. Henry Ruggs is uh, going to jail for three to 10 years. He could be out by the time he's 27 if he's granted parole uh, at the earliest opportunity. About a year ago, he was driving 156 miles an hour under the influence in Las Vegas. Not on the Strip, but on one of those streets off the Strip, if you've ever been in Vegas. Again, 156 miles an hour. Now, time doesn't really matter in Vegas, but it was deep into the night. It was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Unfortunately, sadly... A 23-year-old woman named Tina was in the car. She died, as did her dog. They were both in the car. Obviously, Henry Ruggs never playing football in the National Football League ever again. Been waiting for his sentence to come down. He's been in some counseling for the last X amount of months. You would expect that. And he was sentenced earlier this week, three to ten years. O.J. Simpson, of all people, jumped on Twitter to tell the world he didn't exactly quite understand Henry Ruggs' sentence. Hey, X-World, it's me, yours truly. Now, I know I went to college on a football scholarship, but somehow this math is not adding up to me. You're driving a car at roughly 160 miles an hour on a public street and end up killing a girl and her dog, and you get three to ten years. You go to a hotel room that you're invited to to retrieve your own personal stolen property. Property I now have because it was ruled to be mine by the state of California. Okay. And you get oh. 9 to 33 years. Same courthouse, same city. Somehow it just does not add up to me. Okay, all right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That's rich, by the way. O.J. Simpson being like, you know what? It's a little too lenient of a punishment. This is a man who allegedly killed his wife and Ron Goldman, all right, allegedly, obviously convict, you know, was never convicted. He was acquitted. If the glove don't, glove don't fit, you must acquit. He went to jail. OJ actually did go to jail in 2007 for nine years. When, as he put it, he went into a hotel room he was invited to. Let's be clear. There's a, you've been invited to a hotel room before, right, Kira? You're like, yeah, come on over. Hang out. You know, you're staying at a resort. Your friends are in another room. Maybe they're for a wedding. You, you meet people. You're like, hey, come on over. Hang out. That's what happens when you get invited to somebody's hotel room, right? OJ was in Vegas and heard from one of his memorabilia guys that somebody over at the Palace Hotel 
the Palace Hotel station, excuse me, had his stuff, personal stuff that was that belonged to OJ. State the state eventually said this was his stuff. But OJ wasn't invited in to go get his stuff. All right. OJ, who was in Vegas for a wedding, left the wedding ceremonies, whatever they were. The the rehearsal, the gathering, the cocktail hour, maybe the reception itself. I don't know exactly what. He left that wedding to go to the room where he wasn't invited, but he brought his boys with him and a gun. And he threatened to kill these people. The, I've seen the video. All right. I can't play it. He swears too much. He threatened these people with a gun in his hand, got popped for kidnapping. All right. He got popped for kidnapping. He had a gun. He attempted burglary and he went to jail for nine years. It wasn't. And and I think the difference between his nine years that he served versus Henry Ruggs. And listen, what Henry Ruggs did was absolutely terrible. And I I really wish it's, I hope it's a cautionary tale. Nothing good happens after midnight. And if it's going to happen after midnight, get a driver for the love of God. But again, young, rich athletes. We talk about college kids. Can't help not betting on sports. Young, rich athletes with millions in Sin City of all places. Like that is the worst place you can possibly get drafted. All right. I'm biased. I'm a Packers fan and there's plenty of trouble to get into in central Wisconsin. But Green Bay is a perfect place to get drafted to. There's nothing to do. All right. You can go to Milwaukee. You can go to Minneapolis. Three hours, whatever. But when you're drafted at 21 into Vegas, oh, you are set up. You had better find yourself a good agent. Your mom better live with you. You better have somebody. Your boys better protect you. The reason why he only got 3 to 10, and it doesn't add up in OJ's brain, I believe, is the difference between manslaughter and murder. Murder, you planned on it. I don't believe Henry Ruggs attempted, planned on, killing the young woman named Tina Tintor and her dog. I don't believe that. I believe he was under the influence. He was driving way too fast. And an accident happened. That's why he got 3 to 10. This isn't murder, OJ. Not that OJ would know anything about murder. Not at all. Not at all. But when you are popped for kidnapping, attempted burglary, and threatening to kill people with a gun in a hotel room, that's why your sentence is going to be a little bit longer because, obviously, there's intent behind it. You are planning on committing these crimes. Henry Ruggs, while what he did was terrible, and he will have to live with it for the rest of his life, and unfortunately, she is not with us any longer, nor her dog and her family will be grieving the rest of their lives. He didn't plan on that. That's the 3 to 10. That's the difference in the discrepancy. Uh, speaking of guys ruining chances, how much time do I have? Four minutes. Perfect. Um, we do a segment on my uh, on my morning show on Laser called First World Friday, where we complain about problems that aren't exactly real. Like, oh, I you know, like my phone won't connect to my TV, so I can't Netflix, you know, that kind of thing. My First World Friday problem right now is my buddy Dylan. See, I don't have HBO Max. I just call it HBO. I know it's Max now, but no one's calling it Max or X or the Willis Tower. It's the Sears Tower, it's Twitter, and it's HBO. So he's got HBO. I don't pay for it, but I borrow his. So I go to watch Hard Knocks. He didn't pay his bill. He didn't pay his HBO bill, all right? I can't text him and be like, hey, bro, I want to watch Hard Knocks. Can you pay your HBO bill? (laughs) 
you can't do that, right? Like, you can't be like, hey, I can slyly text and be like, yeah, I haven't got to watch Hard Knocks yet. How is it? <laughs> so, so instead, the other night, because I couldn't watch that, I decided to watch the documentary about Johnny Manziel called Untold Johnny Football. And if you're a college football fan, you remember Johnny Manziel was the biggest thing in the world in 2011 when he won the Heisman as a freshman. First guy ever to win it. If NIL was around when Johnny Manziel was an athlete, he would have made more money than anybody in college football. He was a Texas legend playing at Texas A&M and was great and dynamic and flashy and flashing the money signs after he wound up winning. Like He was notoriously uh, famous for taking money when you didn't take money for autographs back in those days. It wasn't allowed. It wasn't a thing. But Johnny was rich, and Johnny became Johnny Football. Johnny got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, and Johnny loved being Johnny Football more than Johnny actually loved football. Uh, his life became a mess through alcohol, drugs. At one point in the documentary, he talked about how he purchased a gun that he planned on using on himself. Their GM's calling me going, he doesn't watch tape. I'm like, well, he's got to watch some tape. It's like, EB, his iPad hours is 0.00. Zero. He didn't watch a second of film when he got to the Cleveland Browns because they monitor it. They have You have your tablet, and they want to see how much time you're spending. Kyler Murray is going through this right now. Johnny Manziel has no one to blame but himself. And I don't feel sorry for Johnny Manziel, but if you want to talk about the most wasted talent Organizations waste talent all the time. The Lions wasted Barry Sanders. But a guy who wasted his own talent, his own potential, it was Johnny Manziel. Because he became bigger than his actual skill set. And he partied over and over and over. He Do I have like 30 seconds? Less than 30 seconds? Watch the documentary on Netflix. Thanks to Connor Ferguson from Cyclone Fanatic for joining me. Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. Podcast today's show, ESPNDes Moines.com. Enjoy the fair. See you next week.